you know, you see my shirt, like my shirt says, you know, first battalion, ninth Marines, the walking dead, or, um, like someone will say something and be like, Oh, something will be mentioned about the walking dead. And someone will say, Oh, the TV show. Yeah. The show's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, and then those of us from one nine are just like, just gritting our teeth. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're the OG. Yeah. Hello, you found the Marine Corps Association podcast, Scuttlebutt. This is not the normal podcast we've been putting on over the past several years. This isn't Core Voices, and this isn't the professional dinner speakers. This is an actual, honest-to-God podcast where me and my pal Vic here will be speaking to you about stuff going on in the Marine Corps and talking to some awesome guests. I'm Nick Wilson. My day job is making sure the Marine Corps Association has a website running. Hey, Vic, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. This is a really exciting opportunity here. Um, Yeah, so I'm Vic Rubel. I'm the uh, deputy editor for the Marine Corps Gazette. I'm also the creative content coordinator for the Marine Corps Association. Um, I am a retired Marine, uh, was a uh, former Amtracker, a few deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan, and I retired in 2018 and just uh, really excited to be part of the Marine Corps Association and to uh, be here with all of you. What you don't realize is, throughout all that, your your everything that happens in terms of trauma, in terms of family stuff, in terms of personal stuff, that personal development, like that kind of thing, all that stuff is just like slammed to the curb. It's just slammed to the side. But this podcast is for Marines by Marines. We'll be exploring the unseen stories of Marines, past and present. These unseen stories are the foundation of the storied history of the Marine Corps as well as its yet unwritten future. We will be having some great conversations with some really awesome guests, discussing issues focusing on the power and significance of storytelling, professional development, and transitioning. Whether it's transitioning jobs, locations, or out of the Marine Corps, life tends to be a succession of transitions. How we approach professional development is a facet of how well we transition, and ultimately, how we tell our story. Our stories are what make the Marine Corps great, for us, for our families, and for the country, stories matter. Give me a little bit of information. Show me something that I wasn't the closest shark to the boat that I could process. And then drop that little nugget, walk away. That fueled whatever fire that they had going on of mentorship that day. And then nine years later, you're in a situation that somehow your little brain when you defrag a hard drive on a computer and it starts lining up the little freaking box <laughs> right. to, to free up memory space, yeah, yeah. somehow your brain got defragged in the past 24 hours to line those blocks up that open, it's like a Tetris block. Mm-hmm. And this one now has the space to insert itself in there and it's an epiphany. Right, I, I want to say, I mean, I'll, I'll be very optimistic. I want to say it's institutional. Yeah. You know, we try to we, we try to teach you know taking care of Marines, officer eat last, that kind of mentality. And I think that's that's pervasive in our whole culture. Even in boot camp, you know, you help out your yeah. your rack mate and you help out these other people. So when you walk up that idea all the way up, you know, it it, it, it also shows up when you apply from Naval Academy and it also shows up on the battlefield. Also, so I think yeah. it's, I want right. to say it's institutional. Go pick a combat arms MOS, Mike. Okay. 
So I remember I'd seen a video, um, I think you're familiar, and, and, and I guess for those who are listening, there, there was a video of, of uh, uh, the amphibious vehicle test branch trying to flip an AAV in the water. That's the one that got me too. Right, right. So I was like, man, that, that kind of looks cool. And it really wasn't because they were trying to flip the vehicle. I was like, you're at the beach. <laughs> so, That's the exact same thing I thought. I'm like, I could surf in the Marine Corps. I'm right. doing this. That's absolutely right. I was like, this is, <laughs> seems kind of a cool gig. Our guests will have a lot of insight on transitioning, even if, like most of us, we didn't necessarily plan to make that transition. Be it from one job to the next, one location to the next, one deployment to the next, or being in uniform one day and then not in the next. Whether you're putting on camis, a frog suit, a three-piece suit, or a track suit, we never seem to be as ready as we wish we were to write that next chapter in our lives until we walk the ground and actually start writing it. The conversations we will have will explore some of the themes and lessons our guests have taken with them to write their stories so that you, the listener, will have more tools in your kit when it comes time to write yours. This format is going to be like being in a coffee house listening to your well-informed friends talk about interesting things. Uh, everything that was promised to me as a young Marine that says the force multiplier we talked about. That force multiplier that says, why should I fight harder today when I've only got five rounds of ammunition or six rounds? It's Jimmy Howard in 1966 saying, I'm not giving up the hill. Yeah. It's here. And everything, I only got 18 troopers and we're gonna get overrun. I'm not losing this hill. If you take an officer from the British or German armies in 1914 and you drop them into 1917 or 1918, they would be lost. They would have no idea what's happening. But if you took a German or a British officer or a French officer from 1917, 1918 and dropped them into the Gulf War in 91 or the invasion of Iraq in 2003, the weapons would look, well, a little bit different, let's be honest, or Modus and many of the other weapons we're using literally came from the First World War. Uh, the jets would go faster, the tanks would be cooler, jump farther, but fundamentally the concepts undergirding how we fought in those conflicts were completely natural to them. We'll also be dabbling a little into current events both serious and not so serious, and recognizing some of the great things that Marines are doing in the Marine Corps and in the world. But this isn't about Nick and Vic's story, it's about yours. Hopefully by looking at a myriad of viewpoints of Marines and those who care for and about Marines, you'll be able to see your story in theirs. Watching them lovingly bring out every bone out of the ground of one of your brothers, whether that's a rifleman from 1943, 44, an air crew pilot. That is a person that said, send me. Mm -hmm. I will go do this, mm -hmm. right? And watch them painstakingly, not rush through nothing, painstaking and loving as if that was their own son or daughter. Pedestal them up, raise them, move them to an examination table, and then sat on a screen one day and watched a pile of bones. It was just like this in a jar. Like it was Steve Austin in The Six Million Dollar Man. Watch that girl stitch a hand together. I, I mean, for me, quite literally, 9-11 was a put on your brown pants moment because not only had I just taken over a platoon and so like many second lieutenants really secretly wondering, was I was I ready for this? Yeah, uh, wait, wait, real quick, you hit, you hit the fleet at like September 2nd or something, right? Yeah, no, no, quite, 
quite literally, I graduated from track school. Uh, I remember you and Captain Wiggers, my company commander, had came over to my graduation and you informed me we were going to go to CAX within like a month and I was terrified. The thought of going for three full weeks, 29 Palms, just <laughs> seemed an insurmountable mountain. And between graduation and 29 Palms was 9-11. And I just, you know, remember staring at the Marines thinking like this is, I knew I had the training, but this conceptually was not what I was ready for. The military has been sort of exploiting comics for like since World War II. You know, even before that, for propaganda, you know, look at yeah, Captain America. Captain America, yeah. The first sure. issue of Captain America is him punching Hitler in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's the cover of Captain America. <laughs> and, uh, and, and but, the, you know, when we were creating this idea, you know, we thought back, like, these were all done by professionals, right? This was like Marvel. These were actual Jack Kirby, you know, these were, Kirby, actual, yeah, yeah. these were actual um, professional artists and writers. And we're like, well, you know, we got to have our own, you know, how do we separate from that? So please join us in September as we journey to unpack the Marine Corps story in all of us and have a lot of fun along the way. You can find us on the Marine Corps Association website, Marine Corps Association app, and wherever you find podcasts. If you're talking something you've got to develop or you've got to modify, uh, you're talking five years. I mean, so it takes a little while. Yeah, and, yeah. and to your point, it is a slugfest, and you're trying to make you're making sure that that tarot card doesn't come up skeleton, you know, yeah, like, right. like Grim uh, Reaper again. Yeah, your program's dead. Yeah. Like, like, ah, great, you know, it's and, a deck full of Grim Reapers. That's right. That's right. So, it, it is a slugfest, and and it will grind you down uh, because you're fighting all these different influencers and and separate things that are trying to derail you. Um, but you got to maintain a positive attitude and you, you got to keep driving at what the long-term goal is. And I think that's the important thing is, okay, what's the end state? Yeah. And then just, just ruthlessly. And I don't say that you're not treating people mean, but right. like you are just hyper-focused on, okay, that's my goal. 